I am Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal column. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, our take on tech news of the week. And we have a special guest with us today. We uh, do. CNET's community manager, Lee Kuth. Thanks for joining us, Lee. Thank you for having me. You're going to have to get real close to that. Scoot Thank you for having me. Scoot oh, yeah. There you go. Now you're in the room. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, we, we need to first call back to yesterday when we were doing Wild Speculation Day. Yes. And talking about the iPod cell phone. Oh, well, there, I've given it away. <laughs> That's a really bad example of like telling the punchline before the joke. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about one. what the new Apple announcement might be next Wednesday. Right. And today... And basically, Wild Speculation left the podcast room and went to the major media outlets because... <laughs> The New York Times and Wall Street Journal both have stories today with sources saying that uh, next week's big announcement will indeed be the iPod cell phone. So, or iTunes or, cell yeah, phone, exactly. really, Some not sort of iTunes. And yeah. mo- actually, it will be a Motorola cell phone equipped with iTunes. I'll be disappointed, frankly, if that's it. Yeah, I think... See, I would have been... But yesterday, you said you'd be a little disappointed if it was just a video iPod. Yeah, I want something huge. Yeah. Well, yes. Unfortunately, I think Apple has set themselves up a little bit because... They've done so much that's huge in the past, and their invitation was like, this, we're going to do it again. Actually, what would get me is if they launched iMovies, where it was like iTunes, but for movies. Yeah. That would With be enough to impress the video me. There you go, Apple. Make it. <laughs> Tom has thrown down the gauntlet. Anyway, we have uh, today's Tuesday, and so we have until Wednesday the 7th to speculate. So you can expect a, probably a different story every day. Yeah, between different now speculation Wednesday. every mm-hmm. day. <laughs> All right, so Lee, our chief community officer, this is the man who wrangles all of the um, users and listeners such as yourselves who Big want crowd. to comment on CNET's pages. Huge crowd. He has a gigantic newsletter. The newsletter itself is not gigantic, but it goes out to a gigantic list of CNET users who talk back almost constantly. Lee, tell us a little bit about your day, your daily life with CNET users. Oh, it's a lot of characters, everyday <laughs> emailing me, great emails. Hate it's mail. <laughs> <laughs> We're all too familiar it's with that. It's a thin line between love and hate, isn't <laughs> Love it? and hate. Yes. You learn that real quick. Gotta love the community. Tell us, what are some of the uh, ways that CNET users can have their say, aside from emailing you and me and Tom? Oh, well, we have some great features on CNET.com that we just started. Um, and they're called, like, discussion forums where people can talk about, like, for instance, uh, are iPods overrated? Mm-hmm. It was a Big, big discussion going on about that. <laughs> I, bet, yeah. I bet. Anything that's controversial, there you got the one side who love iPods, and you have the other side who don't like iPods at was all. Was there any swing in one way or another, or was it pretty much even on, on both sides? It was it was pretty even, that's I have to say. surprising. You know, yeah. A lot of, you know, all the people who jumped in for the iPods, you got all the replies, people who didn't like the iPods. Mm-hmm. And it was... Uh, it was incredible. So for those of you who are not regular visitors to CNET, you should know that what we mean is that we actually have story pages that are dedicated specifically to discussion. In addition to like your ability to give user opinions, um, user reviews on products, there are these story pages that are specifically like, our iPods overrated, discuss. And in that particular case, there were, what, 800 responses? 800 responses. Another great one was uh, our, our games getting too violent. Right, video games. And... We've had that discussion. Yeah, and that's an interesting one because it's not like you can just come down. I mean, you can just say yes or no, but right. usually people really tailor their responses. Like, well, I think some are and some aren't, or I, I think the fact that they are is ir- irrelevant. I mean, there's a there's a lot of different opinions there. Right, and p- probably the biggest opinion was like, 
it's really leave it up to the parents to, you know, let your kid, you know, play what they want, what, what they think is uh, allowable. Really? That's what mm. most people thought. Most people thought it. And you have, that is pretty surprising. And, pretty it, heartening, it, and it's kind yeah. of, um, you have the older folks who say, you know, it's the, it's the responsibility of the video game maker. Uh-huh. It's the public. they're the parents. Right, right. They're the parents. <laughs> and then you have the younger folks who say, you know, you know, I'm responsible. I'm playing this game, but I'm not going out there and acting out these things. And, um, and the parents, on the other hand, are like, I don't allow my kids to play any of these. And I watch the ratings very carefully and monitor them. Right. But then again, you know, there's uh, you know, what about when they're away from home? Yeah. You know, and my, my take was, you know, my personal take writing the newsletter was just like, be a parent, you know, monitor your kids and really just tell them ahead of time. This is a game. This is, you know, in case they are out there playing the video game at their friend's house who parents right. allow them to play it. Then is, talk to them about what those games are like. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you can't hide it. Yeah. You can't hide it. You that know. seems to be actually... Now, Lee, you're a parent. I am a <laughs> that parent. That seems to be advice for every parent on almost every issue. Some people disagree with me. I yeah. mean, I got a few emails, people saying, I'm you sure know... you did. You know, it's it's a society's responsibility. It's not just a parent's. I, you know, I, I personally, I think it is to an extent. You know, Ex- it's the society's exactly. responsibility not to have guns available at the convenience store for five cents. Right. Where any, you know, that's, there there is <laughs> there's a limit. But I it do is also society to take that. Actually, yes. guns is a really bad example because you can get into a whole mess discussing that. But you know, there is a line between what's society's responsibility and what's personal responsibility. And that's usually where that conversation takes place. Is where that line is. Right. So it right. sounds like I, I know that sometimes we get mail, and I'm sure you do. That's just kind of crazy right it's crazy angry or it's crazy positive or something but it seems like what you find probably is that most cnet users actually have really valuable intelligent advice and or commentary to give would you say that's true that the majority of them it's are? very true it's not even though the question is are violent games are games too violent uh violent today you know nobody's going there and posting like yes it is uh-huh. you right. know people give i mean i get email that range from two paragraphs to six paragraphs explaining exactly the reason why they think games are too violent, mm-hmm. you yep. know, and it's, it's like they really put a lot of words and a lot of care into um, getting their word out. And, you know, a lot of people don't post to the forums, but they write to me, you know, and it's, it's incredible what they write and they really taking the time out to really, you know, make their opinions count. Well, let's see that members newsletter that you do is unique and it's a really good, method of keeping the community focused uh, what what lee does is every week he writes up a summary so to speak of one of the conversations and then kind of puts out there a take and says all right keep going take it farther you know keep going with it uh a lot of help and how-to stuff where it's like mm-hmm. hey we're challenging you guys to fix this problem and then and they calling do. back to earlier <laughs> ones and saying here's the best fix that we found there were several different ways of doing it but you know Here's, here's the winner this week. And it's just, it's full of good stuff. It's coming from the people, but it's well-guided. It's, you know, because a community without guidance just can Kudos to kind of right. go wild. He's like the Uber moderator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just rally them up. And it's it's incredible. The Help and How To newsletter on Fridays, um, you know, it's all community-driven. It's everybody, the questions asked by the community member, the, quest, the answers submitted are from community members. And... You know, it's some of these people, you know, they should do this for a living because yeah. I get some responses that are like four pages long. Right. And, you know, they've really put the time out because they really want to help these people, you know, 
um, solve their problems. And we continue it even in the forums after the newsletter. It's like, you know, if something was left out, you know, these, some of these submitters who submit their answer and do get picked, they actually go back into the forums and kind of follow up on their answers to give more guidance in case something was left out and everybody else jumps on and helps out. And it's impressive. It's a great, great community. So how can, how can our listeners subscribe to your newsletter? Um, to subscribe to the newsletter, it's uh, nl.cnet.com, and just click on Community Newsletter. All right. Ta-da. Cool. Well, let's move on to a topic, actually, that I know Tom, well, Tom wrote a column about this, and then I know it had a bunch of community response, and I suspect this latest development will have the same, which is Zaba Search doing blogs now, oh. but they're not doing blogs the way you and I might think of blogs. Yeah, Zaba Search being the company that has basically done a really good job of finding every public source of information possible and compiling it into one easy-to-access database so that if your name and address and phone number are out there anywhere, anywhere, that's going to show up in this thing, which frankly helped me find my landlord's phone number when I lost it a while back. <laughs> but So it has some positive uses as yes. well. But a lot of people are worried about this. My take on it in my column was, hey, you know what? It's, it's, it's probably there. more of a big. It's probably people are making more of a big deal than you think because your right. stuff is out there. People can find it if they want to. And, I and think, there are some isolated instances where it is a problem. And but, I think that was the appropriate response to the very existence of Zaba Search. But, but this now blog thing this is blog evil. thing is evil. It is evil. Basically, Zaba Search will now allow you to create a blog that lets you edit the results page for other people. So, say you go and you search for me and you find up a, a bunch of personal information about me on Zaba Search. On that page, in your blog, you can base, you can edit, you can provide add comments that will appear to other users when they search for me and get my my information. So, and what's worse about the evil part about this is not just that people can append whatever commentary they want to my information. I don't even want to think about what they might be saying. It the burden is on me to go and find it and remove it if I want. That's- and the way to remove it is so far unclear. And the way that you get yourself removed from Zaba Search directory itself is by sending them a whole long letter containing a whole lot of personal information, which is probably what they wanted all along. And they say, well, that was a, that's, that's the best way for us to verify that it's really you mm-hmm. that wants your information taken out of our database. Yeah. Which right. is like, well, that's true, but isn't it convenient that it also provides them with a whole long laundry list of where you live and what you do? And it's, it's very shocking. That's scary. Yeah. Very, Very scary. scary. Starts September 1st, 2005. Market is calendar. When the, is when the blogging, is when the blogging feature starts. Yeah. I mean, the one good thing about this is that they'll probably get sued out of existence within about three days of the first defamatory comment that's posted by someone else about someone else. I don't know. It's, it's, it's going, you know what it's going to do is it's going to force the issue of who's responsible for postings on a publicly provided forum. Right. Which is an issue that has come up. There is, there are various legal precedents, which we will look up and discuss tomorrow for, um, <laughs> but, for this very issue. But yeah, there's been several famous cases at, at AOL and, and some ISPs about you know mm-hmm. whether it's the ISP's responsibility or the forum provider's responsibility and whether if some moderation is done, it right. becomes the responsibility I of those people who moderate. I actually wonder if the new Grokster case might apply here on some level because mm-hmm. Zaba Search is providing the technology that enables the posting in the first place. And so, well, I don't know, though. That would be that was a different question. The Supreme Court, the Grokster case, they didn't actually touch the technology. So, never mm-hmm. mind. <laughs> I retract that possible argument. Anyway... It's dishy, and I suspect that a lot of people are not going to be happy about it. 
Uh, moving on to cell phones. Do they cause cancer? Don't they cause cancer? They do. They don't. Will they well, someday sometimes. cause cancer? Kind of, maybe. Well, we're not sure yet. <laughs> uh, but the latest, uh, the latest stance is from the Institute of Cancer Research. Uh, we saw this on BBC News showing that no increased risk of acoustic neuromas, which is cancer of the, uh, uh, the nerve, the auditory nerve, uh-huh. uh, in less than 10 years of use. There's a big study studying people with under 10 years of use. And it was a study not funded by the industry, by the way. Well, at, at least it was funded by that the Institute of, of Cancer Research, and I couldn't find any evidence that they got any money from okay. the industry. So, so we will assume that is the case. There's all, But they are being very careful to say this doesn't mean they're not that they're harmless. Mm-hmm. We still recommend people talk at short amounts. We still recommend that teenagers uh, be limited in their use quite a bit because their brains are developing. We just All this shows is that in our study, under right. 10 years of, we didn't see anything. Right. So it's a positive sign for that. And but there still is a study that indicates the possibility of risk after 10 years, right? Right. There is a Swedish study that showed uh, uh, an increased risk of acoustic neuromas after 10 plus years of use. Right. Cell phones haven't been around that long, so it's hard, <laughs> so it's hard to, to, say, to yeah. do a lot of replication. There of aren't too many people who have been using And that's cell usually the industry stance is like, well, that's never been replicated. Right. This so. is a good hot topic. Yeah. This is a hot topic. I, hot I suspect topic. this should be a new forum posting or talk back. Club. I'm sure Definitely. this has <laughs> raced through the community before, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, I wrote a column about this once and it was, mm-hmm. it was amazing how much, it was actually amazing to me how much information people have compiled about this issue and how much they've studied it. I mean, there's a lot of conflicting science and then pseudoscience and junk mm-hmm. science and not so science and propaganda. And, yeah. We should just ask the community, how, you know, do you experience headaches? Yeah, exactly. Well, one of actually, <laughs> Not very scientific. Brain tumor. One of the <laughs> responses that I got to my column was a person who said that they had indeed developed a tumor on the side of their head where they use their cell phone. Right. I mean, who, it was like, knows? how do you, yeah. yeah, on some level, how do you argue with that? But mm. then who knows? Wh- who knows? You don't know what else that person was doing. Right. Or, you know. And um, yet there it was. All right. Um, happy birthday, Opera. <laughs> happy birthday, Just Opera. Throw that in real quick. Opera browser, the alternative browser that. You can get for free with ads or you can register and pay for and not get the ads. Mm-hmm. Turning 10 and giving away free registration codes. Ah. Part- I think it's in partnership with download.com. They have I'm a get big one of those. scene at download.com thing there too. So I should divulge that. But yes. Yeah. Free download. Opera, Opera, one of those browsers, it just keeps kicking. I know. It's like, uh, you know, between the IE and the Firefox onslaught, you would think that Opera would have would have just kind of shriveled up, but they, they're still kicking. It is a great little browser. I prefer Mozilla, yep. but Opera's a fine, fine browser. And they're a great little company with a good sense of humor. <laughs> yes, they, they are. <laughs> they had that funny thing about the guy paddling to America a few weeks back. That was funny. Funny stuff. All right. Modern day warrior Sim Wong Hu. That's what I call the creative CEO. He now, the latest thing that creative done has done to try to uh, take out their iPod, the iPod is file a patent on software interfaces, which you may remember that Microsoft also did, which we will discuss in more detail tomorrow. <laughs> they also shipped some Zens with worms. Oops. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> if you have uh, some uh, items that you would like us to discuss, some feedback and whatnot, you can email us, buzz at cnet.com, or give us a call, 1-800-616-CNET. Thanks to Cassandra for the shout-out. Glad that you're liking the Daily Podcast. Yep. And we had another 7th grader. We had another 7th grader, Sam. Big in the 7th grader. He says Thank our you. podcast is awesome. Y'all rock. All right. Bye. Bye.